G'day everyone, you are watching the online ministry of St Augustine's Anglican Church here in Inverell, northern New South Wales. Uh, my name is Adam Draycott and I extend to you a warm welcome. Uh, this ministry has been prepared for the 31st of October uh, 2021. Uh, this Sunday is normally our fifth Sunday of the month and I know uh, uh, our mob are planning to be outside under the shade of the tree uh, doing church together. Uh, three congregations become one. And uh, really looking forward to sharing that time together. And now if that applies to you, remember it's at nine o'clock, one service, and we'd love to see you there. But nonetheless, uh, online ministry is still appropriate for many of us uh, under different circumstances. And uh, we want to love people uh, who are caught uh, in their own situation of life at the moment and who have need. Uh, and so it's great encouragement. There are people from all over the place tuning in, uh, from Europe and uh, from the coast, down at Lithgow. G'day, Mum. And others as well. Our sentence of scripture comes from Psalm 38. It says, The sinner cries to God, Do not forsake me, O Lord. O my God, be not far from me. Make haste to help me, O Lord, my salvation. Let me pray. God of power and mercy, only with your help, can we offer you fitting service and praise? May we live the faith we profess and trust your promise of eternal life. Grant this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you. 
As we come to the ministry of God's Word, our Bible readings today are Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 to 9, Psalm 51, verses 1 to 12, and Romans chapter 13, verses 8 to 14. Uh, please uh, take some time to read those passages out loud. Uh, whomever you're with, uh, read them out loud and reflect and pray. Uh, that would be a great thing to be doing. You are what you wear. You are what you wear. Do you believe that? Is it true? Uh, people who get around in business suits, apparently they mean business. Is that true? Of course, it rings true, doesn't it? How about people with super loud clothing <laughs> or super loud hair? It's usually ma uh, matched by their super loud personality. That's right. That's what I was going to say. What we wear projects something that's going on inside of us. It's a way that we express ourselves and communicate who it is that we are. Now, you might be feeling more than a little bit subconscious about that right now. Just be not, a, be not, be not afraid. But, but I do want to ask about active wear. While we're talking about clothing, uh, people uh, wear it um, to do inactive things. What, why is that? Active wear, active wear doing nothing, quite literally nothing, in my active wear. They go to the movies, get their nails done, or have coffee with friends, literally not active in my active wear. I don't, I don't get that. that. Maybe that's just me. Anyway, we better turn to God's word lest I uh, offend anybody. Romans 13, verse 8. It's not my intention to be offensive, by the way. Just to get us thinking, what's the topic here in verse 8? Let me read it. And you can call out what the topic is. Let no doubt, let no debt remain outstanding, except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law, the commandments. You shall not commit adultery. 
You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not covet. And whatever other command there may be, has he forgotten? <laughs> it's a curious thing to write. They're summed up in this one command. Love your neighbour as yourself. See, that's it. That's, that's what you need to remember. Love does no harm to a neighbour. Therefore, love is the fulfilment of the law. What's the topic in verses 8 to 10? What do you think it's about? Is it love? Of course it is. Paul's saying, get your gear on. Get your gear on with love. Um, let net, no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love. Um, so if I see someone, it, it triggers the reminder, oh yeah, I owe you 20 bucks or I owe you a cup of coffee or a schooner. In the same way, seeing our fellow believers is to remind us, oh yeah, I owe you a debt of love. Someone asked you in the week, why is love pictured as an outstanding debt? Great question. Incidentally, it was asked by our treasurer, which is more than a little ironic. But there it is. Why is it pictured as an outstanding debt? I think it's because love is an obligation. It's always before us. Um, every time the postman comes... There's an envelope. There's another obligation, another debt to meet, uh, another credit card bill. But unlike your credit card, this has no expiry date on this matter of love. You might be able to discharge your mortgage and rejoice at that, but not so with love. Loving one another, or more loving our neighbour, verse 9, is something that we are never ever done with and if it's something that we are never ever done with for some of us can I say it might be actually something that we need to start love your neighbor now uh, that sounded like a rebuke and of course uh, this is where the ding 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 of the renewed mind comes in as the Holy Spirit does it think does its thing in your heart and in my heart, uh, we need this. We need to change our minds. Because loving the lovable is easy. It's just, it's just those others, right? And I know I'm not alone in that. This is easy to say, right? But it's all too convenient to forget and harder still to do. This is why we need to be in God's word. And this is why we need to be together encouraging us in this task. Now, someone noted this week, this sounds like the Apostle Paul is riffing on Jesus, right? Because Jesus said something very similar. Um, what did Jesus say? Well, in Matthew 22, verse 37, all good Anglicans will know, Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, that's right, with all your heart, strength, soul and mind. And love your neighbour. But when we come to verses 8 to 10, where is the command to love God? Jesus said it. But Paul, he seems to be all about the neighbour here. Why is that? Now, this is important because Paul says twice, verse 8, 
Whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. Verse 10, love is the fulfillment of the law. So this is a big deal. And some might then conclude, is Paul saying that loving your neighbour is enough and that's all we need to do? And of course, our reply has to be no. We read all of Scripture. We hold it all together. In fact, we only need to go back to chapter 12, verse 1. Don't we? Because it all started there with true and proper worship, if you remember it. And true and proper worship has to be an expression of how we love God. So if you're looking for the love God bit, you can land in verse 1 of chapter 12. It's all that we've been talking about to some degree over the past few weeks. This is our true and proper worship, remember. This is how we love God. That's another way of saying the same thing. And now it's like Paul gets a little ribbon and he ties it all together with this injunction. Just in case you missed it, love your neighbour. Ties it all together. Maybe he's getting us ready for chapter 14 because we, chapter 14 is worth a look as well. And so just as surely as one foot follows the other, so our love for others follows and flows out of a love for God, our true and proper worship of him. God first loved us. Romans tells us that while we were sinners, while we were lawbreakers, while we didn't meet the demands of the law, Christ died for us. As such that we're no longer objects of wrath, we are now objects of his mercy. And so it follows, if God has loved us in such a way and blessed us in such a way, so we go out now and show that love and mercy and blessing to others. Now, here's another important thing. It means that I could present myself as the best moral person in the world. I could be respectable, admired and honoured. I could say I could do right and fair by everyone. But if my love for God doesn't exist, if it's inactive, and my actual love for neighbour uh, doesn't exist. Well, it's a bit like being inactive in my active wear, isn't it? Or it's a bit like the Pharisees of the day. All about outward appearances. And so, of course, it would be unthinkable for the believer to be inactive when it comes to the thinking and action of loving God. This is where we need to be active in our love for God in our love for the body of believers and in loving our neighbours. Here is our true and proper worship. We truly and properly worship God. Remember chapter 12, verse 1, we are objects of his mercy. Chapter 12, verse 1, we lay our bodies down selflessly and sacrificially for one another, for the body, verses 3 to 13. We lay our lives down even for those who despise us. Verses 14 to 21. And we even submit to the government. Verse 13. We don't go the way of the world. No, with renewed minds we go where Jesus first led the way. We follow in his footsteps. And we do this because he first did this himself. 
and will do it knowing that Jesus will be back. That's verse 11. Do this, understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Every day, every step is one step closer, one day closer to the return of Jesus. Jesus is coming back. Verse 12, the night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. See, how's your fashion sense now? Has anyone got an armor of light in their wardrobe? That'd be something, wouldn't it? It'd make you feel like you're one of those Marvel characters. You're in the Marvel universe. But don't go there with your imagination. Think about Jesus, who told his disciples, you are the light of the world. But here it's an armor of light. Or maybe Jesus is riffing on Ephesians 6, where he's talking about the full armor of God. I mean, whatever. It's some kit, isn't it? Get your gear on with this. Wear this. Here is the equipment, not only that we need, that we have. We have it. So put it on. And whilst you're putting that on, remember you need to be putting off. Whilst you clad yourself in this, you declad yourselves with what? Put off. Uh, what, what are they? Verse 13. Um, put off carousing. Put off drunkenness put off sexual immorality that's going to be let me define that that's anything outside the marriage bed of the husband and wife anything debauchery that's uh, extreme indulgence sex drugs alcohol dissension that's contentious quarreling and dissent jealousy See, we're not to conform to the pattern of the world. We're back in verses 1 and 2 again. When Paul says, verse 13, let us behave decently, here is a list of the indecent. Put those things off. Get rid of them. Chuck them out. Get them out of your wardrobe. Put them in the bin. And instead, clothe yourself in this way. Verse 14. Clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. How do I do that? How do I get this gear on? And the answer is simple. We embrace Jesus and all that he has done for us. We trust him, knowing that in him we have every spiritual blessing. We put ourselves out there as believers. We wear him on our sleeve, if you like, such that there's no mistake that we belong to Christ, that we are believers, we are Christians, that we follow him, that by all appearances, we shout loudly, we shout brightly, we belong to Jesus, he is our King and Saviour, and we live for him. Look at the Christian go, see their love for God. Look at the Christian go, see their love for one another. Look at that Christian there as they bless their enemies and love their neighbour. And why do they do it? 
Why do we do it? Because Jesus did it first. We do it because we've embraced Jesus. We do it because we follow him. And we do it because we know that every day is a day nearer to Christ's return. So clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the encouragement. And as we do, we can know that we are truly and properly uh, worshipping God. This is holy. This is pleasing to God. It is true. It is proper. It means the transformed uh, and renewed mind. And it means that we're able to test and approve God's will for us. Here is God's will for us. That we would clothe ourselves with Christ. And this is his good, pleasing and perfect will. Amen. to
We just share the, uh, the ministry of God's Word. An important part of our online ministry is to encourage you to pray. Uh, encourage you to pray in light of the scriptures that you've read. Find things to thank God for. Uh, find things to ask God for. Uh, by all means, uh, pray for the sick, the lonely, the outcast. Uh, we can come before the throne of grace and do that absolutely. God loves to hear our prayers. Uh, pray for our world, of course, for our government, federal, state, local. We can keep praying about the, uh, the euthanasia bill that's before the state parliament as well. Lots of things for us to be praying about. Please pray about global mission. We have missionary partners like CMS, Andy and Margie Newman in Uganda. Pray for our brothers and sisters there. And we have a diocese uh, partnership with the Diocese of North Kigezi, where Andy and Margie are also located. So there's two kind of facets to that partnership. Big thing for us to be praying about here at St Augustine's. Uh, please pray for Gil and Ruth in Cambodia too and uh, our other partners like BCA, Open Doors and of course the work of compassion. We thank God for that. But whatever you do, don't not pray. Uh, let me encourage you to pray. God hears our prayers and he loves it when we come to him in dependence and humility. So I invite you to spend some time now praying. Also, remember uh, when it comes to the Lord's Supper, if you've been unable to enjoy, uh, join us for an extended time uh, in a present sense, uh, remember there's this blue card. If you want me to send that to you, uh, flick us an email at office at inverellanglican.org and I'll send you a copy of this. And it's just um, an easy way, but a meaningful way of sharing the Lord's Supper with a handful of people. And so I commend that to you. And it invites you to pray as well. There, in, Of course, we should be doing that in response to remembering our Lord Jesus. All right, that's it for me. Uh, may God bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May he make his grace to shower upon you. May, most of all, uh, may God give you his peace. And we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Have a great Sunday.